It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, June 21st, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that is asking, who's the kind of assistant coach that'll work well with John Tortorella? Good question. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll get, keep up to date on all of our episodes, Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. On today's show, we are going to talk about the assistant coaches positions that they are going to be needing to fill over the next several weeks and what that means in terms of finding the right coach to balance out who John Tortorella is. And then we're going to wrap up the show with our NHL awards predictions as those are tonight. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe, you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, you can uh, head over to YouTube and subscribe over there as well. Uh, Russ, how you doing from Tampa? Doing good. It's about 95 degrees here. So, you know, I'll be sweating. (laughs) Well, looking forward to your reporting from the Stanley Cup final. Who knows? Maybe you'll see a trophy awarded. Maybe. As we've been talking in the last several shows about John Tortorella and the hire and what that means for the team overall, I think the next question really is, what's the rest of his team and his staff going to look like and what does that mean so first we're going to kind of tackle that general strategy and then in our next segment we'll go into some specific names but uh, I think first off it was very clear based on the press conference we have the top priority in terms of assistant coaches is somebody to run the power play well you want a guy who could run practice first because torts doesn't run all the practices uh, you want somebody who um, I think still puts out uh, at least one defenseman. I think that's they still have to go with that, not the five forwards. And I think they have Which to have the Which is what stri- I like, but I know with this team, I think you're right with the strategy, with, but I want the five forward power play. I know, but Torts will die with that because it's hard to be yeah. defensive with that. So I don't think we'll get that unless you were going to put Couturier at the point, which I'm not sure. So I think you're going with the, with you know, with that set up. And then as far as uh, where everybody goes, you know what? At this point, if Owen Tippett can't be the hammer, like if all of a sudden you find out that he's just not putting it in, then you know what? Put him in front of the net. You know, he's got pretty good hands. Let him be the net front guy. Uh, the Flyers haven't had a net front guy in years. So do that. Do that type of power play. And, and be aggressive. Leave the first unit out for like a minute 20 because the second unit's going to be diminished compared to the first. Yeah, I think James Van Riemsdyk would have a bone to pick with you on not having a net front guy. Uh, I agree I, with you. 
but I think he might want to have something to say about that. Uh, I do think that um, as far as who they want to get for this power play specialist, I, I think you're spot on in terms of, you know, keeping it simple and having a typical setup with a four forward one defenseman uh, set up as the uh, initial strategy to go with having a stronger net front presence. I really like the uh, two guys behind the net strategy and like mm-hmm. dishing the puck from behind the net a little bit. Uh, so somebody, a coach that is willing to kind of rotate between those two formations and give opposing teams multiple looks to have to defend against. I think, you know, that kind of creativity is something that's really important I think for the Flyers, because again, they're likely not going to have the personnel to really support, you know, barreling through any other teams that I think they're going to have to rely on some some creativity. So I want somebody that is going to have that and kind of support what Tortorella wants to do in terms of, you know, the overall picture of being tough to play against. That includes being creative. Um, I, I do think that as far as the other kind of assistant coaches that the team might want to employ is I want somebody who's really good at drawing up plays, whether it's offensively or defensively. I think, you know, set plays have been a struggle for this team over the last several years, especially defensively, like defensive zone faceoffs have not been great overall. And so I want somebody who's going to figure out how to utilize the personnel we have in the best way possible to defend against those set plays. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Set plays uh, can be really good. You have to win the faceoff though. That's, that's a big key. In set play. Yeah. I think though, once you, if you lose the faceoff, you have to figure out how to prevent shots, right. And block lanes and without screening your goalie. And I think that's something that's coachable. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Yeah, I do think it's coachable. I think those are the kinds of things, uh, you know, even though JVR may have a word or two with me, that's fine because I think he would realize he didn't do it enough. Sure, he did it sometimes, Mm -hmm. and he definitely got some goals from it, but he didn't do it enough. They need someone in there all the time. And – you saw you can't put Zach McEwen in there all the time because he just doesn't have the hands. You have to have somebody that has hands that knows how to deflect the puck. It's more than just putting a big guy there. Exactly. Uh, as far as personality-wise, what kind of coach do you think is a good balance for the kind of person that John Tortorella is behind the bench and in the locker room? Personality-wise, again, Uh, You're looking for a coach that could run the practice the way Sullivan used to do for him in in New York. I forget who was doing it in Columbus. Brad Larson? Yeah, that's who was doing it. And so you have to get someone like that. That doesn't have to be the power play guy, but has to be one of them. You have to have that one power play guy for sure. Uh, You have to have uh, somebody else who aligns himself similarly with torts defensively so this way he doesn't have to micromanage every moment of the defense he could look at the bigger picture stuff because he tends to focus in on certain things but if you have a like-minded defensive coach then i think somebody who believes in that philosophy it will make it easier for him to sort of 
give up the reins to some degree. Yeah, that's interesting because you know, in some respects, you want somebody with different viewpoints who's going to throw out different ideas so that you can come with the best solutions. But at the same time, I think you're right that you ha- do have to have alignment to a, a certain degree so that people can individually do their jobs, right? And Tortorella can focus on the big picture. So it'll be interesting to see how they balance that out. I think it'll be very interesting and, and it's important. And, you know, there are some good names out there. There are. And uh, we will be talking about some of those names coming up next. But first, we're going to hear about our friends over at Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new, amazing new flavors. This time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Say that three times fast. You are going to love the new mud pie built bar and built puff, and it is really good. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built's the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. The new milk mud pie bar is rich whipped cream with chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. The crumble's really fun. Not convinced? Luckily, we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. All Built products are low calorie, high protein, and low sugar. Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. And what's great about Built is that all their Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You've got to try Mud Pie as soon as possible. They are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We'll be getting into some specific names to talk about as far as the assistant coach positions coming up next. But first, we have an important favor to ask of you. Locked On has put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners just like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about our shows. So go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. That's LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey to take our poll and thanks so much for your help. All right, Russ, you started to uh, mention some names last segment that have worked with John Tortorella in the past. Uh, Who do you think are some good names that'll be considered for this go round? All right. So again, we could go with Joe Mullen, who had been here before. Uh, We don't know the reasons why he left. Uh, I'd assume that You'd want to give a guy, a Hall of Famer like that, a chance who also had a really good power play with the team. Uh, Mark Recchi. Mark Recchi's out there. He's not with New Jersey anymore. That's another guy with Flyers ties that certainly was a whiz on the power play and I would think can do something with that because he does have a really good hockey mind. Uh, Another one that wouldn't help with the power play, but I just want to throw him in there because I think if you overpaid Luke Richardson, you might be able to get him here. 
<laughs> and and I think he would be good. He would probably be on the defensive side. But again, I think he might be like-minded like Tortorella because he's more from that era than from now. And there's going to be a little bit of that as far as how the teaching goes. Uh, and then the last one, here's the surprise one, uh, Perry Pern, who um, was great with the Rangers with Tortorella. He has never been able to land a uh, head coaching job. He's with the three-on-three league right now, the three ice. And he's worked with Torts before. And he's really good. He's good at everything. He's a smart guy. I've, I've talked to him. Uh, I would highly recommend him as well. I think those are, are really interesting options. Um, I, I I wonder how much he is going to focus on people he's worked with before versus um, the Flyers Alumni Association. I think that's a delicate balance. Uh, and we know that the team really likes to hire alumni. So we'll see how that goes on that front. I think one person for me, that's an option that has been with the team before is Chris Knobloch and a former Flyers assistant coach and current head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL. And he might want an, an opportunity to come back to the NHL level and I, he's had uh, a degree of success in Hartford. And uh, so I, I'm intrigued by that option. Yeah, um, I like Chris. I don't know if they would have him back. I, I don't think he burnt any bridges. He certainly did well for um, for David Quinn when, when he had COVID. And he filled in behind the Ranger bench. I want to say he won like three games, something like that. So, yeah, I would welcome him back. But I'm going to go with the Flyers alumni guys being the, uh, the favorites. I know you're not going to like that, but that's who I'm going with. Yeah. I, I see, you know, where that would make a lot of sense. And um, I do like the recce idea. I think that it'd be a good chance for him, honestly, to kind of get back into it at a high level. And I think that, working under John Tortorella could be really good for him in terms of maybe giving him a chance to ultimately get a head coaching opportunity. And I think it would be good for the Flyers. I think he's a good uh, personality to have around as well. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not entirely sure what he contributes from a X's and O's perspective, mm-hmm. I'd say. But I, I do think that if you're going to dip into the Flyers alumni well, He's a good option. I give you I give there. you one more. And I'm not sure if he's still with the uh Blackhawks front office. And that's Brian Campbell. Uh he used to work with Briere and he was a terrific power play guy, as you know, as a defenseman. Half his game was the power play. But mm-hmm. if he's done with um with the Blackhawks, that's another guy you could bring in that has familiarity with Briere. Certainly Tortorella knows him as a player, played in his era. And again, you remember that Buffalo Sabres team with that power play. Oh, yeah. I think that was a really strong power play. And and I think if they could bring something to the table just from, you know, a different organizational perspective uh, like him, I I think that would be really good. I think that um, a kind of a creative kind of hire and somebody that has been on a lot of people's lists in terms of head coaching 
opportunities is Ricard Gronberg, Mm -hmm. who is over in Europe. He is the head coach of Team Sweden um, and currently coaches in Switzerland in their pro league. And by all accounts is one of those guys who's super creative, uh, breath of fresh air kind of coach. And, you know, somebody that could bring something new and different to this coaching staff and maybe coming in to the NHL at the assistant level is the right move for him that he could then quickly graduate to a head coaching job should the Flyers have success. And, you know, he's had tremendous success coaching Team Sweden's junior teams, um, always gets more out of his players than you might think is possible. Um, and he has interviewed over mm-hmm. in the NHL, but hasn't been hired yet. And 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 I really think that maybe this assistant role under somebody like Tortorella could be that really good chance for him. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I like him. I like what he's done. He's got perfect hair. So the Flyers like that. They've had that before, like with Dave <laughs> Haxtell. But will John Tortorella really want to work with him? I'm going to say there's a percentage chance that he won't. Yeah, I could see that. But I also see that this is a guy that's really good at developing young players. Mm-hmm. And, and the Flyers are going to have to depend on their young players a lot this season. And maybe Torts isn't going to want to deal with them on a one-to-one basis as much as he'll want to work with the veterans. I mean, he's already talked a lot about Cam Atkinson and Kevin Hayes. Maybe he wants to focus his individual one-on-one time on guys like that that he knows how to work with a little better and have somebody else that can really spend that extra time with the younger players. I mean, I like the idea. I would email Chuck Fletcher if I were you, because I really don't think, (laughs) I don't think Ricard Gromberg is going to be on Chuck's list. I just don't. I know. Look, I'm just trying to will something like this into the universe. You're putting it into the universe and that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I think the other uh, option that I want to put out into the universe is Pascal Vincent, who is currently an assistant in Columbus, but did not overlap with Torts, Um, was there after he left, but uh, had a huge amount of success as the head coach of the Manitoba News. And uh, if there's any way that the Flyers could incentivize him to come over to the Flyers and maybe pay him a little bit more money than Columbus is paying, I think he would be a really solid addition to the coaching staff as well. I think Again, you know, he really understands how to work with, I would say, sort of your middle six, bottom six kind of guys. And I think that, again, you know, in my head, I'm thinking Torts is going to want to deal with the leaders and the the veterans. Here's somebody that can really focus his time and attention on your bottom six and get the most out of them, get the most out of your special teams, especially the penalty kill. So. That's my sales pitch for Pascal That's a good Vincent. sales pitch. And, you know, Yarmo could certainly be the intermediary there. It would be easy for Chuck to call Yarmo and just find out about him. It'll be hard to have Chuck tell him that I'm going to overpay him to get him here because they'll be able to outpay Columbus. That's easy. But I like it. Yeah. So those are my top choices. Obviously, they're going to have some secret meetings oh, yeah. and <laughs> talk to people. They might be doing it right and now. Remember sh- they said, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, knowing my luck, none of these names will be (laughs) who they end up with. But uh, I think it's really an important thing 
uh, for this team to find the right coaching staff. Because again, I think the the biggest thing here is that uh, assuming they make some moves, but not a ton of big moves, uh, because I just don't know that that's possible. They're going to have to work to get the most out of the players that they do have. And so your coaching staff is going to play a big part of no that. No question. All right, we are going to switch over and talk about the NHL awards coming up next. Russ is in Tampa, so maybe he has, he has some special extra knowledge to help get these award predictions right. Okay, the NHL awards are tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can watch it on ESPN. Uh, in Canada, it's on Sportsnet, and we'll we'll be watching them award the five big prizes for the regular season awards. Obviously, uh, as the Stanley Cup Finals continue, we have to like separate this in our heads of what these guys did in the regular season. Uh, first up, the Norris Trophy, and we have Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, and Kale McCarr. Who you got? I really have Roman Yossi. I'm, I'm telling you, without him on Nashville, with all of the things he had to do on that team on a regular basis in every game just to make them a playoff team was extraordinary. Not that the other guys aren't great. Everybody's going to want to say Kale McCarr, and everybody in Tampa is going to want to say Hedman. And look, you could give it to Hedman any, any year, but this is Roman Yossi's year. That's the problem. I tend to agree with you on both counts. I think Roman Yossi is probably the guy that deserves it, especially given you know the rest of the team around him relative to those other two finalists. Um, but I do think the shiny object in the room is Kale McCarr. Yep. And, and so he's going to end up yep, getting probably. it in the end. All right, the Vezina Trophy. We have Jacob Markstrom from Calgary, Yusei Saros from Nashville, and Igor Shosturkin from the Rangers. I think this one is pretty much I a think it's break. a landslide for Shosturkin. I do. Yeah, I, I think those other guys had great seasons. They did. And I think in, in any other year, Markstrom would probably be the one to get it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Shosturkin has this one absolutely locked down. All right, this one is really interesting to me i think it's obvious but you never know with the voters and that's the calder trophy uh, we have michael bunting out of toronto we have moritz cider from detroit and trevor zegras from anaheim zegras is the shiny object bunting is going to have some age discrimination if you know what i mean because of you know what is you know he's 25 i think so so some people are going to not think he's worthy because of that i still put him in my in my list I don't remember exactly where, um, but I voted for Moritz Sider. And the reason I did was the way he had to impact the lineup. He's out there covering all the best players of the other teams. He's out there on the number one power play. How often do you get a number one defenseman with a chance to, to win the Calder? Like it's rare that that sometimes they turn into that, but it's rare that that player has been playing that the entire season and playing it well and is the best defenseman on this team. So I think, I think he deserves it and I think he's going to win it. Yeah, no question. I think that if you were looking for a reason to tune into the Red Wings this past season, Moritz Sider was probably number one yes. on your list. I, I think that he just brought so much to that team this year. I think they played better defensively overall, largely 
due to his presence on that team. And I just think that when I'm thinking about the, the Calder and the best rookie overall, I just think he brings the most to the table of these final three. I, I No question Bunting had a great year. Um, they have given it to older guys in the past, but I just don't think it's this year for Bunting. And Zegras, I think, is really, really good and I think will be a top player in this league for years to come. But I think people focus too much on the highlight reel moments and not the rest of his play so much. And that's where I see Cider again. And I'll give you somebody who is not in the finalist list, but was in my top five, and that's Matt Boldy. Matt Boldy, if you prorate mm-hmm. what his season was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I would almost have him as my top three in instead of Zeris, yeah. honestly. Yeah. If I had to put him in the top three and replace somebody, it would absolutely be Zegras on this list. So, uh, so far we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this continues for the Hart Trophy. And we have Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Igor Shesterkin. Here's the thing. I covered the, um, the awards, and I probably covered three or four of them. That's it. Um, when Jose Theodore won both. I think Shesterkin has put in a similar season. The problem is there is a high percentage of Toronto writers. And that's not to say Austin Matthews doesn't deserve it. He had an amazing season. But the percentage of Toronto writers that are going to vote on this are going to put Matthews in the winner's circle, regardless of what we think. Yeah, I I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but there's something to that, right? Where it just feels like, award voters are going to want to give Shesterkin the Vezina and like, that's going to be good enough for him. And that enough of them are going to go with Matthews or McDavid for that matter. You got your goalie award. Be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Shesterkin should win it Uh, because once again, I think if you look at the, the individual contribution of that player to the team, what were the Rangers without him? Yeah. Not they were not. I mean, they were good, yeah. but they wouldn't be like. That you can't say nothing. They wouldn't have made it as far as they did uh, right. without having more to them. But at the same time, if this is your MVP award and this is the the guy that makes your team great, it has to be Igor Shesterkin, no question. But I, I but Matthews is going to win. He could. He very well could. I think I'm less certain of that than you are. But I, I do think that it's very possible that Matthews wins. All right. The last uh, of these awards being presented tonight is the Ted Lindsay, which is voted on by the players as the best player in the league. And the nominees are Roman Yossi from Nashville, Austin Matthews from Toronto, and Connor McDavid from Edmonton. Uh, I think including Roman Yossi in the top three is says a lot from the player's perspective. It's awesome. And that's as far as it's going to get for him. It won't go any farther for him, but that's okay. Um, You know, it's funny. I think I I could see the argument for all of them. I can, and and I just don't feel like they'll give it to Yossi, but my mind's telling me that this is going to McDavid again. And I think he's won it before. Yeah. I just feel like the player's, like this is just how they think yes is that especially given the season that he had and just mm-hmm. like the offensive output i mean you just think from a player's perspective that's the only 
vote that there is, right? That they don't want to um, vote for somebody overall who has less than the top number of points, right? And this is based on the regular season. So you could look at Matthews and say, boy, I'm not sure he could have had a better regular season or the Leafs could have. It's true. But I think, you know, in Toronto, I just feel like there's also this thing there that maybe some of the guys don't want to vote for a Toronto Maple Leaf. But we'll see how that one plays out. I'm looking forward to uh, the broadcast of these awards. It's a, a good thing for the day off in between games down in Tampa. So it'll be a lot of fun. I miss the days when they had the guy from news radio do the hosting. I think the host they have for this year is good. I forget his name. He's a good actor. Uh, pretty sure he's a comedic actor, but they used to have the guy from news radio, the Canadian guy, uh, Dave something. Dave Foley. Yeah. Character actor. He was good. Yes. He, he's really funny. Yes. And um, I think that it's uh, Keenan Thompson. Yes. Keenan Thompson. So he's always funny. He's funny too. Different kind of funny. SNL guy. Yeah. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. This isn't really a Flyers fun thing. It's a women's hockey thing, but more of a mental health awareness thing as well. Madison Packer, who is the captain of the Metropolitan Riveters, uh, wrote a really beautiful editorial on the University of Wisconsin uh, sports Uh, website Uh, that is where she went to school and she talked about kind of the experience she went through in a a mental health crisis Mm. Um, it's a very tough read but a good one and so if it's something that you think you can handle I highly recommend it because it just talks about how she kind of pulled herself out of it and getting support around her and what hockey meant to her as part of that journey and uh, once again uh, link in the show notes but it's a really good read and Um, highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. All right, that'll do it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow with our mailbag. We've got some great questions already in the queue, but send yours in so we can include them as well. You can tweet us at LockdownFlyers or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen. Now make your second listen today, Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Have a great day, everyone.